It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey, we got a win. Here we go, baby. Win. Six and eight. (laughs) Damn it, we're still out of the playoffs. Six and eight. Six and eight. (laughs) Wow. It's not over yet. Uh, I don't know how much this means in the grand scheme of things because Lamar Jackson wasn't playing. But you take them as you can get them. And the Browns' playoff chances nearly doubled. They yes. were 0.4%. Now they're no. 0.7%. Although it was 1% uh, going into the day yesterday. So at 430, yeah. it was actually, if you win out, I always do the predictor yeah. where you win out. Okay. They were a 7% chance to make it if they won out. Yeah. But because of the Raiders game and the Jets game and some things that happened in the afternoon, the Chargers won. The Chargers won. That was what really did it. But now the chances, even if they win out, the chances are only three percent. Three percent. So why are you still why are you still watching that? Because I'm a glutton for (laughs) punishment. So it's basically three percent is basically like picking a number on the roulette board. Pretty much all on one number. Thirty-one, baby. But here's the thing: why not? Uh, We understand that there's like. 15 games that have to go their way, and it's unlikely. I think we're all realistic how unlikely it is. Yeah, it's but not going to happen. you're eliminated, why would you not at least pay attention to it? It's meaningful uh, uh, football because it, you still have a chance. I'm not saying it's not meaningful football. I'm not wasting my time on that. I'm I don't blame I'm, you. I'm wasting my time on now. How do I get better? You waste yeah. your time on watching. Because I'm not going to the party. So you, yeah, you're, you're not, not you're, getting the ticket to the you're party. Not, you're not going to. <laughs> we, we're going to recap the entire so, Browns uh, victory from Saturday, which, by the way, when the Browns play on Sunday, they're three and eight. Any other day of the week, they're three and zero. Oh. We'll talk about that. What the Advanced hell is that? Advanced analytics at its finest. I think it's random. For that nugget. <laughs> it's, hey. You know, it could be random, but you also could look at it that I think w- when you look at the Stefanski record against the Bengals, like how do you explain that? Right. It's almost like these non-Sunday games are bigger. It's certainly in the mind of the player they're bigger. The players will always tell you they love playing when they have the stage to themselves. And these are all games where they've had the stage to themselves, either Thursday, Monday, or now the Saturday. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to it. We'll talk about that. Tim Couch is going to join the program. He'll be along with us here in about 30 minutes. And we're going to dive into everything that was the Cleveland Browns Saturday game. If there's time, and we're hoping that there is, yesterday, this weekend, may have been the most nutty, crazy, insane, bizarre weekend of football that we've ever seen. There were like six jaw-dropping things that happened. There were. Six games. Chief among them was the Patriots, the way they lost when the game was certain to go to overtime. And And for that to happen to Bill Belichick, because let's be clear, 
Belichick did not call that play. He's the Belichick, head coach. It's on him. That's what I've been told. No, it's not. That's what I've been no, told. No, it's not. When the players freelance, that's on the players. You can coach players to do the right thing in every moment. If they choose to not, that's on the player. And what they did was, I, I almost heard his aneurysm <laughs> while I was watching that play. I almost heard it. And I can only imagine what that locker room was like after the game. I, I can't even you know imagine. What? It's rare that I feel bad for the – I don't feel bad for him. Usually. No, no. But – In that case. But the guy, Jacoby, who threw the pass, I felt really bad for him. Like, he had – his eyes were red in the locker room. Like, yeah. he really was feeling it. He Belichick knew, doing a terrible he job. He knew he screwed up. And that's, you know, it, for them and the playoff, Chase, yeah. that's crippling. Man. Oh, yeah. That's By the way, why does he have a defensive uh, coach be, as his offensive coordinator? Anybody First of all, let me Because it this. doesn't matter. Let me, it, let, let well, me their offense this. sucks, so it, it certainly matters. Let me no, tell you this. for Bill, it doesn't matter. That yeah. is slightly egregious. Slightly. Like, like, yeah. like I'm, 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 look, we don't have to get it. He a- got his Mac Jones if he if he, he likes. Well, he's pin. been a head coach, I so said, it's not like he's got no experience. I said Matt offense. Patricia dialing up plays now. This oh, is yeah, what right. we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the Lions' offense since Matt Patricia. It's a lot I better. hope we. I hope we can get to that. Wait, Jay. Yeah. Before you go, we need to take one second. G. Bush, you're wearing a scarf and a beanie. We're not hearing you again. We're not hearing you again. We can't yes, hear, can't hear you me. Again. Oh, really? Two days ago. So, everybody flip your box to one. He said, gee, you're wearing a scarf and a beanie. Because. Have- oh, you're hearing one. then. No. Oh, I just have but a Mike, talk hearing. again. Okay. Mike check. One. There we go. Yeah, we okay, can hear I, you flipped, on one. I flipped the box, uh, G, to one. Jay, if you flip your yeah, IFB box to one. So, yeah. we all have them now. Let me do an IFB check real quick. This okay. is an on-air IFB check. Right. Raise your hand if you can hear me. No. I cannot hear you now. No. I can hear you now. Yes, yes, yes. All right, that means IFB one line is working. IFB two is not. We'll have to troubleshoot that after this. Oh, all right, very good. I feel good. like I'm going to hear you on that. Isn't it right crazy that you said all the craziness of the weekend and you bring up the Patriots? Yeah. Well, that craziest. was just one example. No, no, but I'm saying, like, that's the, the standout thing. Despite the biggest comeback ever. That ever. was two days ago. And. I know, it seems like so long yeah, ago. Tom like Brady history. losing a 17-point lead at home for the first time. In 90 games. Yeah, but Tom, there's a lot of firsts this year on Tom. This was the yesterday. But Sunday, that's what I'm saying. All these crazy things happened. Right, just but bonkers. Sunday was the first time he had thrown for two touchdowns in a half this year. That used right. to be standard protocol yeah, for Brady. Yeah. Every yeah. half he would throw for two uh, touchdowns. Uh, what, yesterday was the first time he did it. How old is Tom? This he's, he's year, he's 44, 45. Yeah. 44. How old is Brady? Uh, 44. Well, you know, he got a lot of work to put in behind the scenes, too. What was crazy is Tony Romo was anointing the the Buccaneers at halftime as the team to watch now in the entire NFL. And they came out and got outscored 31 nothing in the second half before the late add-on touchdown. Okay. Um, you, you have a reader to do, right, on the Browns coverage? I do. Whenever we talk Browns now, it's brought to us by our very good friends at Tri-C Community College. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you don't know about Tri-C, you got to – Check them out. They are phenomenal. And our Browns Talk is sponsored by Cuyahoga Community College. Tri-C supports students financially, professionally, Mm -hmm. and personally, and they open up the doors of endless possibilities. Tri-C, it's where the future starts, and it begins on January 17, 2023. That's when classes are open. Check them out. Sign up. Cuyahoga Community College, our good friends. Okay, you're kind of watching that name. Cuyahoga. 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 Wait, I got to my left. He's saying Hoga. Anthony's saying Haga. Some that's people, a long running debate. Only people from Parma say Haga. I say Haga. You say Haga. I say Kai Haga. Yeah. So Kai we, Haga did, we did a whole deep dive on this at Channel Three. Neither we'll do an is overtime wrong. Segment right. this week, which but the majority of people say Kai Haga. It's, it's it tends to be. We did a, a very informal poll of our yeah. newsroom. 
more people say Cuyahoga yeah. than Cuyahoga, mm -hmm. but neither is wrong. Is Jason's what we've been told. Duck, we would, be we would, Hogs right in the middle of the word. Uh, I mean, we would need to. Well, <laughs> we would have Good. to pull the Native American people to come tell That's us true. Who, yeah. what they thought about that word. But yeah. uh, we sent Camp C to find them. They're, you know, they got, They're on a reservation in Oklahoma we, City somewhere, wherever we push guys, them off so, to. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> so we'll dive in and we'll go round table and Bull will yeah. start with you. Yeah. Um, we hate to do this because yeah. it's a win and we don't want to be overly negative, right. but uh, the facts are what they are. And I want, yeah. we, I want to start by just your overarching thoughts on the game. We'll move to Deshaun Watson after we go round table, but yeah. what do you make of this 13 to three win? I thought it was a really positive win. I thought that, you know, we talked about last week. What's this team has four weeks to kind of show you what they're made of. Are they going to play hard down the stretch, or are they going to completely crater? And clearly, at least for one week, and I will suspect the rest of the season, they will not crater. Uh, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but I thought they played with a lot of toughness. Uh, they, again, could not stop the run. I, I didn't know what Belichick was uh, – Belichick – what um, Harbaugh was doing. I don't know why they – Well, it was on the, it's on their offensive coordinator, not on Harbaugh. He threw the ball 30 times. I thought we always blame Stefanski when they don't make changes. Well, Harbaugh isn't calling the offensive plays. Okay, but when the defense is bad, we, we sometimes blame Stefanski. Well, no, it's all under the head coach. But ultimately, but Harbaugh I mean, has got to say, why are we not running the ball on every play? That is fair. Tyler Huntley did not, and he's been okay at times, but he didn't even look like an NFL quarterback in this game. He threw it 30 times. He was horrible. And the, their top two backs, uh, Gus Edwards and Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, mm -hmm. Averaged nine yards a carry between them. I can't figure so, it out. Now, in the red zone, the Browns defense toughened up. And the secondary played well. I thought it was Denzel Ward's best game of the year. He, that pick he had was a fantastic play. Changed the and game. He almost, and it changed the game, and he almost had another one. The, 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 the missed field goals, especially by Justin Tucker, were mind-blowing. Uh, the offense did what it had to do. Nick Chubb couldn't get much going until late. and they, you know, Obviously, they had the lead, so they ran a lot late in the game. And, and he did what he had to do. And I thought, even though you, if you if you just look at the stats and you see Watson's numbers, you're like, eh. But if you watch the game, I thought it was a clear another step forward for Watson. Still not where you want him to be, but he did. It was the first game where there was no he didn't have any turnovers. There weren't any clear missed opportunities. I think there's every week he's making less and less mistakes and playing better. Brad. Well, I mean, I don't make much of it. I mean, you're playing a, a team that wasn't up up to his full capacity. But the thing I look for is this just this Jay, I want to see them get better. I want to see Watson get better. I want to see him get better weekly and that's occurring. Mm -hmm. I want to see what happens now. <laughs> they went to a traditional fullback set with the tackle leading the way, right? Uh, and it was good to see that we can do two things at once. We can have Watson in the backfield. He can get under center. We can run Chubb and we can throw the ball. One, one of the things I that I that I'm enamored with is the lack of pressure that we get in up front defensively in the middle. I'm watching J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State guy, run wild here. I mean, he's just running wild. And this has been consistently the theme all season long. Jay? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I thought John Johnson played really well. He had a huge fourth down hit. On that Is that the best drive. he's looked as a Brown? I think so. I can't yeah. remember him looking any better. I mean, he filled the gap in, I forget the fullback's name, the fourth and one play that they ran. Mm-hmm. He met him in the hole and stopped the play. Again, a game-changing play. Yeah, absolutely. Game-changing game. play. Mm-hmm. I am concerned. Only one touchdown again from the offense. I agree. Deshaun had two plays where I thought, okay, that's Deshaun. And one was a pass and one was a run. Yeah. And it start, you could see it coming. And, there, and I don't care what the roulette wheel says. They're out of the playoff chase. So it's okay that it's taking a little bit of time, but it is concerning to me. One touchdown last week, one touchdown this week. Now they played two really good defenses. Cincinnati and Baltimore are both really good. They are defensively, but you got to score more than one touchdown, and eventually they got to start getting sixes out of this. Um, but overall, I don't know how you can complain. You know, I, give Joe Woods his credit, right? Like I don't think sure. it's enough to save his job, but for one week. To hold that team to three points, I know they were without Lamar. Yeah, but that's, that's not an excuse, by the way. They won the last two games without Lamar. But that's what I'm saying. Every like, team's got injuries. They're still an NFL team with yeah. NFL talent, and I don't care who the quarterback is. You hold them out of the end zone. That's a hell of a job. Sure. And I actually thought Perrion Winfrey played well. Actually, he did. He did. And he if did. he could like grow up a little bit, keep his mouth shut, and grow up a little bit, I think he can. I'm not saying he's going to be a star, but we've been screaming about the tackles all year. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to some guys in the locker room, like, can he play? And they're like, yeah, you know, we don't want to go over the top because we have to see it. But, yeah, there's something there to where I think he could help this team. As we talk about, they have to remake their defensive tackles. I think there's a spot for him. He's got to grow up and mature. Sure. By the way, I mentioned this in our postgame show. We often criticize Kevin Stefanski and the Browns fairly for it seems like nobody's held accountable. But in Perrion Winfrey's case, he was. Remember, they benched him for a few weeks. They had him inactive because they didn't like, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. But they benched him, and since he's been back, he's played much better. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a separate issue. We can talk about that more later. But it's it's, it's not like they took uh, a name player who was also making huge mistakes on the field. They took a guy who's a rookie who was not overperforming. Easy to sit him down. Yeah, I mean, are other teams benching good starters, proven players that are? Yeah, well, I wouldn't even call him a proven player. No, no, no. no. I'm saying, you're, yeah. who, who is it that you want them to bench? Denzel Ward? There were times this year where yeah. I think you could make a case for sitting down just about everybody on the defense except Miles Garrett. Now, right. I mean, that, that's off topic. But yeah, Bush, go ahead. Bush, G. Bush, give us your thoughts. Like, impressive, not impressive, where are you? Well, I, I thought, um, like Brad said, I just want to see a progression, right? Um, I want to see you get better. I thought there was no throws where the last couple of games you could have said, okay, Deshaun Watson missed the guy right there. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, Deshaun Watson is scrambling around in the pocket when he didn't need to. But this game, I tell you what, like he just hit all the passes that was there available to him. One thing did stand out to me, though. Um, I've been saying it. This is not the offense that you're going to see Mm-mm. or hopefully you should be Mm-mm. seeing moving forward because – they're going to have to upgrade some concepts like, you know, some of these concepts that they're running. Um, I won't, I'm going to watch the all 22 and look at them, but it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of complicated routes downfield. He can't go downfield. Yeah. No. Can't, average, he can't go downfield. I mean, and it's not, it's, it's not all underneath. You don't have any playmaker, right? right? right. So how are you going to, how are you going to loosen up the stuff in the middle yeah. if you can't go deep? Yeah. 
I don't think he's ready to go deep either because his his a dot his average depth of target in the first half like three and one. a half yards. Yeah. Yeah. Three and a half is yards. Is that by design? Yes. I, I feel that's by design. Absolutely. It's yeah. Kevin Stefanski putting training wheels yeah. on him yeah. to and gradually bring him back. And, and the offensive they, line struggling. And defensively, they know it. Like yeah. They're, yeah. they're covering the flats. They're playing the flats. Sure. Because yeah, they that's but he's still doing. having success, which he, is impressive because they know he's not throwing deep. They I know th- that. That Michael, throw he made to Michael Woods. He Remember made, that throw he threw like, yes. between some of yes. his arms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a special he throw. He threw that one. I thought he threw one of Donovan Peoples-Jones, which was a nice throw. Um... But there's going to need my question is this. What does this offense look like? Because in their offseason, mm-hmm. they're going to have to go in and they're going to have to make massive changes. One of, one of the changes that happens is the, the offensive line is not conditioned to, to be like, okay, five step drop, seven step drop. You can tell it's play action. When you run play action, you don't really have any blitzers. It's because they, the linebackers have to respect the run. So you're not pass blocking for, for all that great of time. Now when you got to do it in shotgun, you now have to be on it because okay. they know you as pass. You know it's pass. Right. Who's better? And but so, gee, they got the whole offseason to work on. It. Yes, they do have the whole yeah. offseason to work on it. I want to see if Kevin Stefanski is going to adapt to it. I want to see some and plus I, I need another. I've been saying it. Yeah, weapons. I mean, I, you need some speed guys, mm-hmm. man. You need, because it just seems like everything the Browns do is in a phone booth. It's like, well, they have Anthony Schwartz, but he's proven not to be yeah, a factor. In no, the they're going to, the guy that they drafted to be the speed guy is not the answer. He's not the guy that's going to take the lid off defenses. I, I can't count on him. No, I, I can't. He's and he gets hit and he's a little fragile. Um, he could be in a protocol. Yeah, they got to add another receiver. We got to get another yeah. receiver. No but in overall, good. I, I made some notes. I, I think overall, I, I'm with you. Was it great? No. Was it horrible? No. It was good. I thought Harbaugh, this is one of the worst games I remember him coaching collectively and his staff. Mm-hmm. Greg Roman, I don't know what in the world he was thinking. It reminded me of some of the Browns being dug in on concepts that weren't working and you knew they weren't working in the moment, but you just kept going to them. Mm-hmm. Why he would throw the ball 30 times. With Huntley. Crazy. It's crazy. And it, and it was, and it was never more than really a one-score game. I mean, it, it was always a close game. Yeah, I mean, the last five, six minutes, they're down 10. Okay, okay you got to throw. throw there. But you know what? Again, their two top backs were averaging nine yards Bull. per carry. I don't know. They, they had 200 yards rushing. I know. Yep. This Browns defense gets an F on the run defense yesterday, mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. If you're going to grade them out, it's an F because they were getting gashed on every running play. Yet somehow, Greg Roman, under the direction of John Harbaugh, who could, just like we've always yeah. said, the head coach has the, you know, he, it's his obligation to step up and say, right. guys, what the hell are we doing here? Right. right. Why are we throwing the football 30 times when our run game is working for 200 yards. So for me, my overarching takeaway was this was the worst coached game in the Browns Ravens history ever. I think because he's always done very well coaching these games. I've never seen a hardball coach team look this bad. Um, And also on the Watson front, we talk about wanting to see progression. We thought he was awful. We graded him between a D and an F Mm -hmm. in Houston. We thought he was a B minus in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think he was an A minus on Saturday. And what's interesting about that is I went and looked up the QBRs. Yeah. And the QBRs are exactly what we gave him grade wise. QBR Houston, 53. 
Right. That's an F. Mm -hmm. That's what we gave them. Mm -hmm. We gave them a B minus for Cincinnati. Quarterback rating 79. Right there. He was a 91 on Saturday. I still give him a B, a, not an A minus. That's at a 158, though, Jay. But a 91 is an A minus. What's that? That's at a 158, not 100. I know it is. I know yeah. it is. But I'm grading it. I'm not grading it out of 100. I'm just saying that even though I'm not doing it like on a regular scale where 90 to 100 is an A on the QBR, I'm grading it on a curve. Like yeah, he, he in the NFL, up. if your if your quarterback rating is 100, that's an A. Even though I know it's out of 158, like that's a good game. That's a really good game. You're going to win more of those games than you lose. So you said you give him an A minus. I give him an A minus. I, I give him. I'm go curious because we talked about this in the show, Bull, and I'll, I'll let you start with it. For ahead. what we asked him to do, he handled the tasks. You mentioned the run. That was to me. That was the moment of the three games where I've said, "There it is." Okay. Yeah. That's that's it. There was a play early fourth quarter where he drops back and Baltimore brings pressure, but it's I think they sent five. So it was it was a little pressure, but not a ton. And he read it immediately. Stop drops back, stops and takes off yeah. and picks up 17. Yeah. And it's like, so, that's it. That's, that's what he that's the play. Yeah, I thought you had guys that that it, you saw him. Maybe it's because he was at home for the first time. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just because it's his third game. He, he, his body language was better. in the Particularly in one drive in the he, third quarter. And and he, I, it looked yeah. like, okay, now we've we got need, a rhythm going. We need him to be cocky. To, to, That's part to, of his to, game. To, he yeah. needs to be cocky to Bull, out there. To Bull's point, he, you started to see he's in command now. Yes. He started the game yes. slowing down. He right. started to see exactly. He knows what to do. He knows how to play. Collectively, right. so though. Now, so now I'm starting to see, okay, I got this guy. I like I the give you numbers, case though, when he collectively. Found, I, I give you a pace with, uh, piece when he found Njoku on the sideline. Mm. He rolled out a little bit. Yes. Like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to drop it here. I'm, I'm going to drop it over here to, to, yeah. to Cooper. I'm going to drop it to DPJ. You don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, I think that's a misleading stat. It has been inaccurate on just 13.6% of his targets. I mean, the accuracy rate is, is on a complete, to me, it's a completion rate. Now, I know that there are drops that factor into that. But his some some other numbers to put his. They're saying that that's phenomenal. It's the second best in the league. They're saying. I know they are. Yeah. And I thought for the last game, I thought he was more accurate. But yeah. even but against Cincinnati, he was still throwing the ball. I thought at guys' feet. But also, that doesn't account for throws that you miss. Like guys open and you miss it. Yeah. Right. It doesn't. So, yeah. You know, which is plays to his not his accuracy, but his overall but the, like, performance. So the, but I give him a B for this game because okay. I think there's. I don't even think. Like, it's so funny because. He played better, but that's that game is not even close to what I'm no. ultimately expecting. Oh, no, you can't no, give no, him no. an A when you got one touchdown. You got one touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. not an A performance. I, and here's yeah. my problem with it was, and it's what they're asking him to do. So that's that's why you got to grade him. But I want to see more downfield throws for sure. What he's doing now is remedial quarterback stuff. Yeah. Like he better be better. Like right. when you look at his numbers in total, three games now, two touchdowns, two picks. Right. Horrible. Who are you going downfield to? Completion percentage, 60%. Lowest of his career by far. Now, I know yeah. it's a very small sample size, yeah. and he took yeah. 700 days off. But that's nowhere near where we last saw him. When we last saw him, he was completing over 70% yeah, yeah. of his I passes. Mean, but he was, that was on top of his and league. he's averaging 185 completion yards in the three games. No, I, here, 700, you cannot discount the 700 days off. And I would tell you, you say go downfield. Who are you going downfield well, to? Well, we're G? not saying G. 50 yards. I'm not saying 50. How about 20? I said, Amari Cooper, Let's not make it seem like the Browns G. don't have good receivers. Right. No, 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 no. They got two good receivers. And they have a top tight end. Here, here, here. We're not saying that. Let's not say that. Let's quantify what good is. Good has nothing to do with skill set. You could be a good receiver but not have a certain skill set. Right. You can be a great shooter from the three-point line, but be terrible at free throws. Right. 
right. it's a levels to it. What we're saying is he ain't got when you look at the level of separation, Donovan people Jones ain't beating nobody deep. It's the reason he has one touchdown. Two now. Well, to Jason's point, though, we're not talking 50 yards. How about 20? How about the intermediate routes? Which I think it's it's one step at a time. They have guys more than capable enough to throw the ball 20, 25 yards. Yeah. Well, we saw Brissett do it. uh, Brissett completed some balls. Amari Cooper and DPJ can get open 20, 25. Absolutely. And some of getting open G is the scheme. Yes. It's not just about beating a guy with speed only. I said I don't like some of the route combinations. Yeah. For me, this is going to be the biggest the biggest job Kevin Stefanski has ever had in his life because he's going to go into next year, right? Right now, what we've seen in three games ain't what it is. Like, that's not it. And, and when you – and what I, I've said before is with the Browns run, I'm not going to say it, it is JV, but it is basic as hell. It ain't no mm. nothing mm. rub. Mm. Let me cross over here, but come back in motion. And you watch the Dolphins play. You like, dang, what kind of routes is they running? No, no flavor. They're, <laughs> he's running bootlegs. Don't nobody run no bootlegs no more. Who runs boots? Like, but that's that was his bread and butter for a whole year and a half. So now he's going to have to stretch his thought process and creativity mm-hmm. to say, well, let me see what the best I can do. Sometimes you do you do great things with people that are medium, but it takes more involvement when you get higher level people. Yeah, Jay, and he has had average uh, to below average quarterbacks, yes. mm-hmm. and so he hasn't been His able entire to be over career. career. Yeah, so yeah. now he's got the whole off season to be to, cool to, to get it where it should be from the post game discussions and other interview sessions that you've seen with Stefanski. It's clear there's training that he, that he is rolling out this offense in, in small bits mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson. At what point – I want to see him take the reins off this year because this year doesn't matter. I want to see him try things that he's going to be instituting next year. To your point, it's going to look different. These three games are trial games. They're experimental games mm-hmm. in my view because the season's over. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you 100%. I wish that there, it was actually a 0.0. So we could say what it is and just go out there and say, okay, now let's just get funky. And realistically, see what we can do. I don't think anybody in the locker room really yeah, thinks right, right. I don't think so, but the fact that there is a chance, it fools well, fans. Difference? Well, it just – You're still trying to win. You want to win the you're game? You're trying to win, but I, I, what I want is, at this point, it's all about getting the offense to where we need it to be next year. I'm looking at these three games as pre-preseason games. They mean nothing. Right. But I want to see – I don't want to see him with training wheels on for no, no. six weeks. Jay, to your point – That you, does nothing. Jay, to your point, these three games are this, simply this. Let me see what I have. Exactly. Right? So that means I take all – throw all caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see what I have here, right? Open because, it up. Because I'm going to the offseason have to make some decisions here, right? If I'm going to really get better, we know there's certain flaws on this team. They have to be filled. They have to be corrected. Right. Right. And then I have to see with this guy that I have. I gave $230 million. What is he capable of? Now, he may not be capable of what he's going to be able to do next August. But, but let's get his I feet got, wet. I got to get going here. Right? Go. We had three weeks now. Enough of this. the training weeks right. is we, my but, point. Okay, but we, I, I think that they try to be aggressive in week one, and you saw how that went. So now yeah, they yeah. pulled it out, and now we've seen a progression. And here's one small thing, but we don't see – Three. We don't see the uh, the extra offensive lineman 
as, yeah. an, as an yeah. eligible yeah. receiver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're moving away from the jumbo stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, it's small, but it's actually really significant because how many times did you hear 68's an eligible receiver? 68's oh, an eligible receiver. Oh, my God. You, you know, tight was getting and, six snaps a game. And they're getting away from it. Hey, Jay, you know what I was really looking forward to this year? At some point, seeing Watson, Chubb, and Hunt. I don't I'm know. really looking forward to it. I don't I know what you're going to see. I though. guess I'm not going to see it. Huh? No, you're not. But, I'm not going to see it. And also, another thing you got to keep in mind in all this is the protection. And we've said the protection just isn't the same this year. And so I, you, do, you certainly don't want to expose him to an unnecessary no, you're right, risk. Right. You're right. You're right. At this point, when when we're all said right. it's all about next year, Jack, we've talked about it. Jack Conklin's probably not going to be back. I think Teller's still fighting the calf. He hasn't looked the same. And, and, you know, Jed Wills, it is what it is over there. So they've got some decisions to make along the offensive so line, you, but that can't come until the offseason. So I'm not saying you can't do anything, but you have to be careful about how you protect I'm going to throw a slider to you. Here's a slider coming your way. Ready? I'm ready. All right. Do you shut him down at some point? No. Who? Absolutely Watson? not. Absolutely not. Two no. games left, one game left, no. you no. shut him down? No, no. no. Well, the lot here, and I say this from this standpoint. You can't think about injury. Well, you can't. See, but he Agreed. just brought that up. But I know he just brought that up. It does factor into the reps, right? You but can't, he needs you can't reps more than they have to fear injury. Fear injury, but you have to be smart me, in how you protect. Yeah. Let, let me tell yeah. you this: the only reason I'm gonna be honest with you, I was down there during the pregame, and the only reason them people is in that stadium is because of Deshaun right. Watson. Okay. That is it. There is yeah. no and reason they're there. They they, they they they've been very vocal about it. We're gonna see that Saturday, this Saturday too. They Saturday's crowd is gonna be thin. Near 50 miles an hour, it's going to be who shows Wind up. Wind going to be play. below zero. I'm yeah. actually going to take my son to his first game. I'm oh, not covering. I'm going as well. I don't know why. Good luck, my yeah, friend. I'm going to take call, him. Call, nice call me. Call, call me. Let me know if it's that. chilly. He, but no, he's never <laughs> hey, been. He's it's 12. A, it's a great way to indoctrinate him to play football. Yeah, you're right. I've never had the chance to take him because I'm always covering these. Earn the right. I tell Jason, call me. Let me know if it's chilly down there. Oh, by the way. We had a conversation before the season, and you think about it now how dumb this was. I don't know I don't know if any of us said this, but there was a conversation generally about would the Browns be better off if Deshaun Watson missed the whole season so oh, the yeah, contract yeah. would toll? That would have been a disaster had oh, yeah. that happened because he needed to play these six games to be in game action, that is going to help. Can you imagine well, if he had missed yeah, the whole but, season? Well, there's still going to be eight months between meaningful snaps. Yeah, but at least so he's going to go back into month balls. <laughs> but let's, it's going to be a normal offseason for Cass him. What yeah, Tim, Tim, what do you that? think about that? Because it is an interesting point. Um, yeah, there were 700 days between snaps, and he's going to get six games here. But he's going to shut it down in three weeks, and he's not going to take another meaningful yeah, but that's snap normal, Jay. for another eight months or nine months. Yeah, you know, I think you get him all the reps you can get. Um, you know, a guy hadn't played in over 700 days. He needs he needs game reps. So, yeah, it's going to be a long offseason. But like you said, all the all the other quarterbacks are going to have a long offseason as well. So Deshaun is all about reps. He's in a new system. He's in a new new uh, on a new team. I would get him all the reps he could possibly get. Uh, you know, these last three games and uh, get him prepared going into next season. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. Right? I mean, if he Tim as bad, you know, I mean, as rusty as he's looked in these games, especially the first two. If he had missed the entire rest of this season, and let's say they spending him for the whole year, by next September it probably would have been even. It could have been even. It might have been five, six weeks, and then next year's down the tubes too. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, you're, you're talking about just off-season reps, and you're talking about preseason reps, and we know, you know, th those aren't really very, very valuable. You know, I think you know the only way to simulate getting, you know, these game speed reps is to be in there in the game, game action, going against live blitzes. 
uh, pressures, uh, you know, working against the play clock, getting the plays called in the huddle, getting to the line of scrimmage, audibling, whatever it needs to be done. You know, you can really only get those uh, in live game action. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. Deshaun, in my opinion, needs all the reps he can get uh, in, in these last three games. You know, Tim, I'm going to ask you this question. See, when you came up, you know, I don't even remember playing the NCAA college football game, right? And, and Kentucky was the only school that, like, had five wide. I'm like, who's this number this number two cat back here? And then there's this dude named Yeast. I don't know what happened to him, but his speed was faster than everybody's. So I'm going to ask you this yeah. question on this premise. How do, when you see what Stefanski's running now, how complicated is it? Like, if you was a quarterback, could you be like, Ah, uh, this is compared to some of the other teams you may watch and some of the concepts. How, how complicated is it? You know, to me, it looks it, it doesn't look very complicated. You know, I think maybe that's because of the quarterback situation this year. You know, you're playing with Jacoby Brissett and you're kind of watering the playbook down a little bit. You're really just, you know, it's pretty basic. You're running a little play action. You're trying to get rid of the football. There's it's, it's not very complex as far as, you know, a lot of motions and shifts and formations and personnel groupings, all those kind of things. Um, and then, you know, you got Deshaun, who hadn't played in 700 days, and uh, he's in a brand new system. So you're just kind of working these quarterbacks uh, through it this year. You know, hopefully next year we'll see him expand on it. But, you know, it's, it, it doesn't seem super complicated uh, just, just from what I see on the outside. You know, that's, that's kind of hard to tell when you just watch it on the TV copy. You know, I'm not in the meeting rooms. I'm not watching the All-22 uh, and really breaking down what they're doing. But just watching it as a casual fan on TV, it, does, it doesn't look super complicated to me. So, Tim, you're, you're a savant of this game. You know it from an uh, angle that none of us will ever know it from. So, after seeing three games here, you see the progression of Watson. What would you, if you were Watson, and you know if you, you have to go talk to your head coach, your offensive coordinator, what would you like to see? What would you be asking for if, it, if that was you? Because you have a feel uh, of it now. Yeah, yeah, you got the feel of it. You know, I think you're going in there and communicating with them. You know, I'm starting to feel more comfortable in this offense. Let's, let's you know, let's add more stuff. Let's, let's ramp it up. Let me start being who I am as a football player. You know, let's start taking these more shots down the field, maybe using my legs a little bit more. Uh, you know, just, just kind of expanding on the offense a little bit. You know, just letting them know that I'm starting to feel more, feel more comfortable with these situations. And, and uh, you know, the game speed is kind of slowing down for me a little bit. So I'm starting to ease back in. Uh, and feel like myself again. So I think, you know, the coaches need to hear that. And once they, you know, they hear it from Deshaun, they see the results out on the field, then they can, you know, they feel more comfortable going in those meeting rooms, coming up with different game plans and kind of expanding and on Deshaun's role and, uh, you know, allowing him to do what, what he's capable of doing. Tim, it sounds simple, but how do you score more touchdowns now <laughs> if you're Deshaun? Because I said I, it's hard for me to grade him an A when the offense is only yeah. scoring one touchdown a game. Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, I think, um, you know, it's hard to say how you get the ball in the end zone. You know, you got you got a lot of weapons out there on offense. You got those great running backs. You know, Cooper's having a good year. Uh, Peoples Jones is having a good year. And Joku's having a good year. You know, you expect these guys to be putting the ball in the end zone a little bit more. You know, they were scoring quite a bit with, uh, with Jacoby Brissett. You know, Jacoby had it rolling there, you know, for a while. I thought he was playing some really good football. Uh, so, you know, but I think, you know, it goes back to what we talked about with Deshaun. He's just, you know, easing his way back into this thing. It's 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 not easy, man, you know, to take that. Oh, now we lost Tim. Not sure where Tim uh, went. So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll probably get him back. back. Settle in and, uh, and get going. Back. Tim, we lost there for a second. Apologize. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. There's Tim. Tim, from a defensive standpoint, um, and I don't know if, he, if we have him or if we've lost him again. My back? Yeah, there you are. From a defensive standpoint, um, 
my fear here is, is that we're almost looking at a redo of last year. There were so many issues with this defense, so many blown coverages, miscommunication, guys not knowing where they were. Injury's also a big part of it. But the last couple of games, they've started to resemble that second-half defense that we saw from 2021 that, quite frankly, saved Joe Wood's job. And now, as we start looking at the totality of the season, if that trend continues, and let's face it, they're not playing any world-beater quarterbacks from here on out. If that trend continues, Kevin Stefanski's in a really difficult spot because it was easy to make a decision that this guy's got to go if you're looking at the first 10 games. I still think it's easy. There are those that are already making the case. No. I've heard it. That are already making the case saying, okay, it's together now. The fact of the matter is it can't take eight or 10 weeks Mm -mm. to get it together. I think this is the most critical decision this franchise has to make in the offseason. Where are you leaning right now on Joe Woods? Yeah, I would agree with that, Jay. You know, you go back and look early in the season and where the Browns are now, kind of in the hunt for a wild card berth in those games that they lost. You know, Jay, I remember when they lost that game to the Jets, you said, imagine how bad this is going to suck when the Browns are in contention for a playoff spot and they're missing that one win. And they totally blew it. And that's the defense's fault. You know, especially, you know, a few of those games early in the season, the offense played well enough to, to win games, man. And the defense really did let them down. Blown coverages, uh, communication issues in the secondary. So I'm, I'm probably leaning towards, you know, if I had to, maybe, you know, looking at making a change. But, you know, it's at the same time, they have played really well the last few weeks. You know, you're talking about holding the team to three points on Saturday, getting a win. I thought they did a nice job against, uh, you know, against, uh, you know, the previous few weeks as well, uh, kind of getting things going. You know, you're seeing better tackling, better communication on the back end. Um, you know, those kind of things. So it's it, it's tough right now. You know, it, it, like you said, it's going to be a, a very big decision going into the offseason. And, you know, you kind of got a mixed bag of, uh, of results there to go off of. So it'll be a tough decision for uh, for Stefanski in that front office. Yeah, I, I, to me, it can't be a tough decision at all. I, I You're moving on. The defense, I, I, they haven't given up a ton of points. But outside of Burrow, they have faced no no good quarterbacks. They're not going to face any good quarterbacks. Well, can I can I their run the defense is atrocious. Quick? I can't. I got to move on. Can, no I, can I read the list for you real quick? Yeah, it's a who's who of backups and guys to playing end the out season, the spring. This the secondary stretch and both. Then continue your point. They've played a forty five year old Tom Brady in a prehistoric offense. Kyle Allen, Joe Burrow, Tyler Huntley, Andy Dalton, Tyler Heineke, and then some combination of Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, or Mason Rudolph. Yeah, what are we going to oh, learn no, from no, that? No, yeah, no, no. Right. And the defense, it's not like the run defense has gotten any better. It no. still stinks. They're the worst defense in the league on first down, which is the most predictable down. There's no adjustments made. I, 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 I'm not being a homer here, but look at look at the Bengals DC, Lou Adarumo, who came out of nowhere. Oh, man, Nobody what a job he's the done. The Bengals man. make adjustments every game. on The Bengals yesterday were down 17 nothing. Their top two pass rushers were out. Their top three corners were out. And they completely turned the game around because of the defense. You know how Joe Woods saves his job? Or how, if, no. you're, you're, if you're Kevin Stefanski, <laughs> how you justify it? This is the only way. Joe Woods tells him, I don't have NFL caliber defensive tackles. What do you expect from me? Man, if you if stop. you fix the, listen if you fix <laughs> no. the middle of that line no. you fix a lot now listen I think he's gone because he's lost the locker room he's lost the trust of the players I've said that for a month yeah but the only thing I'll say in his defense he doesn't have NFL Jason, talent in the, the middle Bengals of the had pra- hey, practice hey, squad hey, corners hey. going up against Mike Evans and Come Chris on. Godwin in the second half hey, and those guys did nothing stop. I don't want to hear stop. it stop. Well, well, no, he's got to be now, fired in, in fairness yeah the Bucks were their own worst enemy 
They have a fake punt on, and the guy who's supposed to carry it out, Bernard, didn't know that the fake was on. Agreed. Turnover. They had a fluky fumble on a handoff transition. Fumble. Brady threw two picks, one of which I wasn't even sure it was still a pick. I mean, the, no, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers just gift-wrapped it. They, they gift-wrapped But the two game. of those turnovers were forced. All right, who cares about the Bucks and Bengals? So, no, it's the point I, that you adjusted. Okay, and, and Joe and listen, adjust. I think Joe's getting fired. I've yeah. said that for There's weeks. There's no argument. He's even lost Joe the locker room. Yeah. But if I'm Joe Woods, I'm going, you did not give me yeah, NFL talent. And that's, that's a, fa- that's fair on, on his behalf. Now you said one thing. He said, he lost the locker room. Did he lose the Fansky? Go ahead, G. Bush. Did he lose the Fansky? We'll find out. No um, excuse for keeping Joe. It, 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 I'll just say this. It, my retort as Kevin Stefanski, uh, Mr. Woods, you had somebody on your staff tell me and tell the world that you had your second and third best receivers and a tight end out against the Cincinnati Bengals. And he told the world that it was hard. That's a bad look. To that was really That's bad. That's right. Your guy. Goodbye. Here. Good day, sir. I'm firing the whole defense. <laughs> Did you staff. not read the fine print? The everlasting gobstopper was taken. You touched the ceiling. The ceiling cost thousands to make. Do you have any idea how much this is today? Tim, Tim I actually think this entire staff could look different next year because I think offensively there's going to be changes. I think some guys can be cherry-picked from other staff. Some guys may leave on their own accord. I just think both sides of this ball, how difficult is that for a head coach to – I think it's very realistic that there's going to be multiple openings on both sides of the ball. How difficult is that for a head coach to now revamp his entire staff? Or is that sort of status quo now in the NFL? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, I think it's pretty standard, you know, in today's NFL. There's so much turnover each year. Uh, a lot of these guys move on to other jobs and, and things. So you're, trying, you're always replacing guys or going out trying to upgrade uh, certain, certain areas of your team. So I think these coaches are probably used to it. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty different than, uh, you know, what it used to be back in the day where coaches were there for a while. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was pretty, you know, it wasn't as, um, as common as it is now for coaches to leave and get fired and, uh, and those kind of things. So I think they're probably used to it, but there will be some changes on both sides of the ball. I assume, you know, this, uh, you know, they, they, uh, there's some areas of concern on both sides, certainly. And, uh, you know, surely they'll address those in the offseason. I'm telling you right now, boys, there's going to be changes offensively there better as well. Be. Well, there should be. No, offensively. So what do, what there's going to be. Like and what? I'm okay with that. I think there, there should be. be. He going to give a play caller? No. Oh. I don't think he's giving a play call, but I think, I, listen, they've done a great job offensively this year in terms of other coaches are going to look at these guys now and say, I want that guy on my staff. Well, I think you're going to see guys leaving this staff for promotions on other teams. I think I, we keep talking about defensively, defensively, Who defensively. Besides defensively. Callahan would get promoted on the offensive side. Yeah. I, I mean, Drew Petzing, the quarterbacks coach, I think is gone next year. I think he could take a job as a coordinator somewhere else. Wow. Let's wait and see what Whatever. happens with Alex Van Pelt. Alex Van Pelt may get it. A, a if I'm Alex Van somewhere. Pelt, I want to leave. I don't want to be an offensive coordinator. and I'm not calling plays. I just, I, I don't. And, and that's what I like. We have spent so much time on the show talking about rebuilding the defensive side of the ball. I'm telling you right now, I think there's going to be a lot of changes on the Tim, offensive side. Uh, as well. Compare Brissett to Watson, and I know obviously Watson's only had the three games, 
but it, there's no denying that the production of this offense has taken a step back. It's down in points, in yards, completion percentage, just about every measurable metric. How, how do they stack up in your mind right now? Well, you know, I think Jacoby had a heck of a season. He really did. There's no denying that. I think he exceeded uh, all expectations that, that everyone had from, from him coming into the season. And, you know, he played really good football. And, um, you know, he had this offense going. You know, like we talked about earlier, he was putting points on the board. He was making plays. He was taking care of the ball, uh, especially those last few games. He looked really good. Um, you know, then with Deshaun, you know, it's just kind of a work in progress with Deshaun. You know, I think obviously – Ultimately, Deshaun is uh, on another level as far as a quarterback goes. Once he's once he's you know in his rhythm and playing and back to his normal self, it's just it's just going to take some time for Deshaun to get where he wants to be and get back to the player that he was that, that we saw in Houston. So um, you know I think you know Deshaun is uh, is the right guy. He's obviously the long term answer and he's the future of this franchise. So but it's, uh, it's you can't just walk back out to an, on an NFL field and say. I'm back after 700 days. You know, it's uh, it's a work in progress, and there's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be some rust that you got to work through. Uh, but you know, the good thing is with Deshaun, we've seen improvement each week he's been out on the field, and hopefully, you know, we can see that over the next three weeks, and then we feel good about going into the off season where he has a full off season of training, getting all the reps and OTAs and mini camps and and training camp and a full preseason, and then you feel pretty good about Deshaun going into next season. Well, Stefanski is now 26 and 22 if you count his playoff victory. And, and there's nothing to write home about. It's above 500. <laughs> but sadly, Tim, this is now it makes him the most winning coach, the winningest coach in the Browns rebirth history going back to 1999. Um, I, I, I think that speaks volumes for where this franchise has been over the last 30 plus years. But there has been some discussion about is Stefanski the guy to move this franchise forward. Have you seen an, have you seen anything that would lead you to think that it's in the best interest of this organization to make a change all the way at the top? No, I don't think so. I think he's sick with Stefanski one more year. I think you know he's always got that. You know, well, I didn't have Deshaun Watson this year. You know, what they want to see what Kevin Stefanski can do with a full you know full season of Deshaun Watson, and I think that's probably fair. You know, I think. Um, you know, that's that's why they brought Deshaun in to match him with this coach and this system. They feel like it's going to be a really good fit. So I don't I haven't seen anything, you know, that uh, I would say it's time to move on at the head coaching position. I think he, you know, deserves another year. You know, this year has been really tough. You know, and I think he's he's done well, you know, on offense for what he's had to deal with all these, you know, with this quarterback situation and and uh, everything like that. You know, you got to probably go in the offseason. You're thinking upgrade. Uh, the wide receiver position gets some more explosive players in here. And uh, uh, Sean Watson is hopefully hitting on all cylinders. And this offense could look completely different next season. I have one non-Browns for you. Could we have a moment of silence for Matt Ryan? Poor Matt Ryan, oh, who's geez. now blown the biggest lead in Super Bowl history and in the regular season. <laughs> mm, have you amazing. been in avalanches like that where you just can't get out? It's just coming down on you and you can't get out from under it. And what can you do as a quarterback to try and – stem the tide when it's rolling like that against you man that, that was tough to watch and you know I, I haven't been in a game where it was that lopsided and had a team come back you know um that's just hard like as a quarterback you just you're trying to hold it together and you know trying to make some plays and then it seems like you know a turnover here or there and they keep making you know this comeback and there's really nothing you can do once a team gets all that momentum and gets rolling on you like that but it was I mean, it was an epic meltdown, man. I watched that game. You know, you're 33 to nothing at halftime. You're thinking, you know, there's no way they get back in this thing. Maybe they make it, you know, interesting in the second half, but it's not going to really be, 
you know, where they can come back and fully make, make a comeback and win this game. And then those plays just kept happening over and over. And like, man, you, you just kind of felt it, you know, going in probably about midway through the third, going into the fourth quarter, you're like, I think they're going to make a comeback here. You, know, you just kind of felt that it was going to happen, felt that momentum really switching to the other side. And it was, it was an unbelievable game to watch, man. And, you know, I guess that's uh, Kirk Cousins, what, second time he's been on one of those lopsided comebacks. And I guess he did that when he was in Washington as well. So, um, and it was, uh, it was a fun game to watch as a fan, but it had to be just absolutely brutal for Colts fans and, uh, and Matt Ryan. You talk about the momentum. It was at some point, it felt like everybody on the planet, except for those wearing Colts gear, wanted that to happen. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, the officials, all the breaks, there were two fourth and inches that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I thought, I thought one of them, Ryan, had the yard to gain. And if either one of those are first downs, the game's over. The yeah. comeback cannot happen. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's talking about this, yeah. but it was like every single bounce of the ball, every little inch that had to be given, everything, even the announcers were just, you could hear it in their voices. They wanted to they be part of this. history. And now like they it. are. How we like that are. Jeff Saturday free pass to the front of the line now. I like it still. I still, th I still like it. I, I do. I still like it. They're a better team now than they were before the season, before he took over. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're one and four. They are, and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. That is factually And they incorrect. lost three games by one score. And they didn't all beat three the of those games, they didn't beat the Eagles. They beat the Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry. They beat the Raiders. They yeah. should have beaten the Eagles. That was another one. There's where hundred games each year where you can say the other team should have won. The Eagles have lost how many games this year? One. Okay. They didn't lose. When the I Colts. watched the Colts game, it was one of those games. I watched yeah. the whole game. It was one of those games where I'm like, the Colts are just playing better. They're they're not the better team, but they were playing better. And at the end of the game, when they had a fourth and long. They converted on it, and they did what they needed to do to win the game. But when I saw that game, I just said he's getting more out of his guys than they were before. Well, he got him a 33-point choke. I don't know what to tell you. He did, and <laughs> that mean, will always it. be on his resume. But yeah. I don't I don't know that Jeff wants the job. I've talked to a couple of mutual friends. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure he wants to do this <coughs> moving forward past this year. I know it was something that he wanted to try, say, and he's glad that? he did. But from what I'm hearing, it was more of an understanding on his part I'm going to get you to the end of the year, and I'm not the guy for this job long term. Mm -hmm. He can go back to ESPN and resume his cushy life at the click of a finger, and that's I think that's what he wanted to do from jump. And Thanks. he may end up doing that. I'm not sure. Thanks, Tim. Tim, great stuff, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy All holidays. Right. Have, a great, week. have a great Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. Real quick, before we Thank let you, Tim you guys too. Merry Christmas. Oh, hold on, Tim. McNuggets has Tim, something I got for one you. more thing. You beat me in fantasy this week, securing my spot to do uh, stand-up comedy, so I did come in last place. So thank you, Tim, for not setting <laughs> up at all this entire season. Still beating Tim me. was prepared to do it. Yeah. yeah. Tim yeah. was going to do the, sta the, comedy, uh, the comedy stand-up, but now he doesn't have to. Man, that would have been brutal. I'd, I'd be horrible as a stand-up. also, Tim, we appreciate you for sending some mem uh, signed memorabilia up to UCSS yes. Studios. We're going to sure. give those away. All you got to do is head to wkyc.com slash contest to enter. You can win some free swag from Tim, Leroy, and DeQuell. It's all in the perfect Browns holiday gift package. You have to be a subscribed person to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. So you have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can enter on WKYC.com. Anybody, anybody that's subscribed is automatically entered, or you yeah. still have you, to You have to enter, but you okay. can't enter unless, unless you're, you're also subscribed. subscribed. So okay. make sure you do that, and it comes in. Uh, we're picking a winner on the 26th. Speaking so. of swag, you have a gift outside the studio door. Oh, that might be the stuff Tim actually sent. No. By the way, Betsy Kling had you in the Secret Santa. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, then I'm going to give you my secret. Tim, this has nothing to do with you. Thank you. Tim, you're the best. We Tim, appreciate thanks, you. brother. Thank I don't know who my Secret Santa person is upstairs, so yeah. I'm going to give it to you, Jay, and you can figure out who to give it to. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 